Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Happy 2019, guys. This is So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters and I host this podcast. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new us, Justin. You know why? You know why? (laughs) I stayed awake for this episode. I stayed awake for everything leading up to this episode. Granted, we didn't watch any movies for this episode, but that's okay. That's not true. We watched a bunch of movies for this episode. <laughs> true. But generally speaking, we watch one or two movies. Wait a minute. Are we starting by you giving you a pat on the back? <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back? Well, I was trying to background what we do for anybody who's like, you know what? It's a new year. I think I'll listen to podcasts and then stumble oh, upon right. this one. If you are new, hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi, new people. If your resolution was to listen to podcasts and you found this one, lucky... <laughs> I just wanted to say, hi, uh, Justin and I have been married for going on 10 years now. It'll be 10 years this year, which is crazy. And uh, we we watch a lot of movies that I've never seen. And Justin has seen probably 16 times each for the most part. Exactly 16. Yeah, exactly. And the big joke is I fall asleep pretty much every time. Yes. You know, Chrissy, it's a shtick. Chrissy has undiagnosed narcolepsy. I might. It, I'm I'm the narcoleptic an, Argentinian it's from Milan Rouge. Yeah. So. So. Congratulations I, that you stayed awake. I we was going to say the, we watched the Golden Globe. Awards. Good on me. It's late. It is late for me. It's past your bedtime. I I'm like Cinderella, where I'm going to turn back into like the rags version and have a pumpkin and some mice. Midnight gong. Oh, you were we, looking at me like I was crazy. Have we been at the ball, the ball, or whatever that was? At, well, my 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 ball turns into like a humble life pretty quickly. Like not, at midnight, no, like maybe ten. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you're more likely to turn into Sleeping Beauty and fall asleep. I'm getting my fairy tales confused. You were, you were like yawning a lot. I was. Started. We were doing a sound check, and I'm like, I can't stop yawning. This is exciting content, guys. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> Welcome. So, happy New Year. Uh, excited to talk movies with everyone into the new year. Yes. But today is a huge, huge day on the podcast. It is. We're talking about our favorite films of 2018. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we've been doing this podcast for a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we did fave films last year like i would remember we definitely did them like back in the past when we watched more new movies every year yeah like pre-kids remember when we we didn't have kids and we could just like go to a movie just like we could be sitting here and be like you know what we should do go to a movie yes i have a question for you though out of curiosity yes how many movies did you get to see this year uh, I think it was like 40-some. 40-something? 40 46, yeah. That's a lot of movies. Well, I watched a lot of them here, too. Not only here, I've we've watched a lot of them in like the last two to three weeks. That's true. 
But that is literally twice the number of movies I have seen. Yeah. Sometimes I watch them late at night when you've already gone to sleep. How do you find the time? <laughs> you make time for things you love, Chris. I can't make time for, for musicals, man. They perform at a certain time, on certain days. It's expensive. It, all this is true. It's unfair. All this is true. It's really unfair. <laughs> My hobbies aren't as accessible as yours. <laughs> uh... So, yeah, so, I, uh, I mean, but I see people talking, you know, everybody's talking about 2018. They're like, I think I saw 300 new films in 2018. And I was like. In my mother's basement. I was like, what you talking about? And then I just yelled, Mom, meatloaf. And she. What and you talking about, Willis? She, she sent food down a chute. That's a lot of new movies. I haven't seen Daylight and I have a vitamin D deficiency, but that's cool. <laughs> but, so. I think we counted it up, or I I helped you count up. You did. You did help. And we've seen 20, we saw 21 new movies that were released in 2018 together. Together. Right. And I saw... Because I was like... I, <laughs> no more than that. <laughs> no, I was like, how many more movies outside of that from 2018 did you watch without me? Maybe like one or two? Brand new of from like this year? No. We're talking about... Films released yes. in the year 2018. No, I know that. I'm, I'm saying, just saying <laughs> if, if there was a straggler, there might be one out of that 21. So it's going to make a, a doing a top 10 of <laughs> 2018. Very interesting, Chrissy. Yeah, sure. Are you excited? I mean... I was hoping it was going to be at least 10 because I was like, oh no, what if she's like... Well, it's funny because when you said, all right, I think we've seen 20 or 21 movies together this year, I thought, okay, so I'm choosing half. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a top 10 but, it's like it's top not, 50% yeah but it's not only about the 10 it's about the order of the 10 right because we're we're gonna go 10 to 1 mm-hmm. 1 being your favorite film right of the year we're not talking like best film because we sure. just watched Golden Globes yeah. and we haven't seen a lot of those movies. No, it's true we haven't you know I will say this I feel like there are certain years where like you you really have a favorite or favorites, like, oh, my top was this or my top two, my top, whatever. For me this year, I feel like a lot of the movies in my top 10 are interchangeable in terms of the spot I placed them. Like, I'm looking You're at... like two to 10 because one is a lock. It's, it's the Meg. No, not even. Like, I, I'm just kind of like, I, I feel like a lot of them, I could be like, this could be six. It could be three, depending on my day. Could be It could be one or two. It could be 10. Yeah. Yeah. We're very fluid it with, is with, very fluid with our picks. It's a fluid sitch. And like I said, we're um, we haven't seen a lot of these uh, Oscar buzzy. I'm very sad, and I will I will totally fall on the sword that I promised that I would watch Roma before we did this episode, and I failed who, myself. Who did you promise? Uh, someone on the draft last week. Ah, I think they had all seen it, and I hadn't seen it, and I said I was going to see it, and. I wanted to see it, guys, but instead, mm, sorry, we, we, you know, watch things on Netflix. Well, <laughs> we did. So we did watch some some like uh, award screeners. I will yeah. say that. It, Not we still have. I look at the stack over there. A gigantic a stack. I mean, there's always a stack though every year that we never even get to, and we just put away. Well, we also try to do several before the Oscars get here, so we have some time for that. I mean, so, I'm still sad I haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians because I feel like that would be on my list, and I'm sad I haven't seen it. What? Why are you shushing me? Don't don't name any names yet. 
What? You just did. Huh? You just did. What did I say? You said you were sad you didn't get to see... Um, oh, oh Roma. What's it called? Roma. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. I forgot that neither of us have seen that movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians the guy. No. And I feel like it would be high on my list if I saw it, so... Honorable mention? Question mark. Yeah, we'll we'll say like honorable mentions at the end, and also like movies that we probably should have watched that maybe would have been on our list. There you go. But yes, should we start our list now? This is huge, Chrissy. It's, Are you it's ginormous. I've had a good amount of red wine from watching the Golden Globes, so I'm as excited as a girl. What's your What's your short review of of the Golden Globes since it just happened? It was fresh kind of boring this year i mean i feel like um the hosts were were surprisingly funny and capable not because they're not innately funny they are but um uh sandra O oh and oh gosh what's his name Samber- andy samberg thank you andy samberg i like them both a lot and i think they're they're great at what they do wasn't wasn't sure how the uh what's it called the um chemistry would be between the two of them on the show it worked i felt like the writing was fresh this year there were a lot of kind of non sequitur sort of more deadpan jokes mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. I'm not sure how much the people in the audience enjoyed it. Every time the p- camera pan out, I'm like, I'm not sure they got it or they thought it was funny or or what. Uh, but, you know, no big upsets as far as speeches, as far as like uh, things you're going to text your mom about later that, oh, did you see that this happened or that happened? So in that sense, it was a little more boring. Boobs were in, it seemed to be in. They very low cut dresses this year. We're all about. Um, Do you like my fashion commentary? Yes. Cuts right about three inches above the navel. Um, lots of um, uh, strobing, we call it in the makeup world, which is like the opposite of contouring. It's where you bring out using a highlighter cheekbones and the bridge of the nose and the little cupid's bow above the lip and the forehead. So it, everybody looked kind of shiny. Mm-hmm. Lots of body glitter. Uh I was surprised by some of the winners. Happily surprised. Uh, it was nice to see women winning, people of color winning. Uh, I think a few years ago, before we kind of has had have had the societal shift towards being more aware of what we're doing <laughs> as a society towards people of color and women. Uh, I think a lot of the good old white boy club would have won in in movies that were great a few years ago mm-hmm. and are still great now, they would have won a few years ago, whereas this year they didn't They would have much. won in the female categories too. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I didn't mean the female categories, obviously. <laughs> you know what my favorite part was? What? The old people. So we got, this is oh. like a murder's row. We got Carol Burnett. Yeah, we did. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges, uh-huh. the dude. We got um, Bill Murray. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Harrison Ford saying nobody nobody told me I was coming after, after Jeff, Bridges. Jeff Bridges. And then they were last like, no, seriously. <laughs> uh just seeing all of them, that was probably my favorite part. Where was Lynn Manuel Miranda? Uh doesn't he have uh Puerto Rico Hamilton coming up? Oh, he does have Puerto Rico Hamilton coming up. I what a big deal. He, he was nominated. Like, man, it would have been nice to have Lynn there. Um, so yeah, all of them, their their speeches, uh other than that, a lot of other actors I saw, I was like, man, Chrissy, we're getting old. Like, yes. holy crap, HD, holy we're getting old. Holy moly. Hugh Grant, what the <laughs> heck happened, man? 
they panned oh, him. Oh, here comes the Hugh Grant they, hate. They, they, they panned him. We, and haven't, I, talked I mean, about, we, haven't, ta- we haven't talked about your deep-seated <laughs> anger for Hugh Grant in a while. I don't have a deep-seated <laughs> anger. He really wronged you one time in your life, <laughs> and you will never let it go. That's not true. Mm. We should go back to that other that one episode where you really... What was that? Was that the Love Actually episode? I don't, I don't know. I don't we, hate Hugh Grant. No, we talked about. He, I've heard he's kind of a dick. He but. was a he was a dick to um, uh, our friend Gray. That's what that's when we talked about. Oh, it. that's right. So she told her story, and then you told you met him at. Uh, did you meet him? I at did CBS? not meet him at CBS. No. Anyway, nonetheless, he has. Uh, I've enjoyed him in his movies. He, his rep is about as good as Allison Brie, apparently. Ooh, Ooh, snap. Right? Is that what she said? Of course it is. Chrissy just wanted to talk about that. I mean, Justin basically got home and I was like, did you hear what Chrissy Metz said? He's like, no. So you think it's 100% it was her that said it on the Is she denying that it was she? Yes. Who is she saying said it? She said, I don't think she's like pointing, this person said it. She's just like, I didn't say that. I love Allison Brie. That's what she said, or something like that. It was, but it was the, the same. It was the same voice. What were you expecting her to say? Like, yeah, that was me. She is a bitch. No, I just kind of. <laughs> you know what I did? I expected and then like the bit, the cows a bitch song from South Park. <laughs> I expected her to say like, yeah, no, I said that, but I was of course kidding. I was treating her like you know my bitch. Like I was laughing about it. They didn't no, catch my laughing, that but that is not that is not the the Mia Culpa I saw on Twitter. So I thought I thought that was interesting. Well, Mia Culpa think, means for she took responsibility, did she? Um, no. Okay, so no Mia Culpa. Chrissy's sipping tea over there. She <laughs> loves this. Chrissy's a big fan of Allison Brie. I am nope. not a big oh, okay, fan okay, of Allison okay. Brie. I'm it's which is a shame yeah, because okay. I love Community with all my heart, and I loved her character on Community. And I thought she played it well. She was somebody who came by CBS and was yeah. not not impressed by oh, in person. There you go. Deep inside, exclusive. I was I was imp- impressed by both Donald Glover and Gillian uh, Jacobson. Both of them were great. Oh yeah, she's great. Cool, awesome. All right, so you ready to talk? You got your list? Yes. That you just did like 10 minutes ago? That you helped me with. You're very deep and like into this. Deep Thoughts by Chrissy McQueen. <laughs> let's let's like uh, just put the expectations really up high for how awesome our list is. We are always be. set the bar high, Justin. <laughs> There's going to be tons of super indies that you guys have never even heard before. Like you know Incredibles us. too. You know, <laughs> God, stop. We saw Chrissy. You started it. No, I've said movies that both of us <laughs> have not seen. Anyway, before Chrissy, rolling my eyes over here ruins ruins everything. <laughs> it's like the Adam ruins everything. I'm Chrissy. I ruin everything. No, I just want to hear your list and be surprised at it. So <laughs> okay, because I don't think there's any movies where that you've been talking about. Like this is my favorite. That's so. what I meant. My my list is so fluid, and I'm sure you'll be very surprised. <laughs> I'm wondering how many of the same movies we're gonna have. How many samesies we're gonna have. You mean like in placement? Are we going to say a rule? So if one of us has the movie down lower, are we going to talk about it with that person or are we going to wait to talk about it more? Um, wait. I, if the person has it up higher, we'll wait. Okay. Yeah? Sure. We've got to establish that rule. This is important because this is what people do on their podcast. It's, it's fine. top tens. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Sure you are. Sure I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I am kidding. 
Dang it. I am kidding. Don't yell on the mic. I'm sorry. All right, Chris. What? Let's do it. Okay. Are you starting? Top 10 fave films of 2018. I'm going to let you start with your number 10. My number 10 is the most recent one that you and I have watched together, Justin. It's First Man. Ooh. Just a hair short of making my top 10 an honorable mention, Chris. And yes, we just watched this like last week. Yes. Go ahead. You know... Ryan Gosling can really do very little to no wrong in my book. So, you know, this is almost like a by default. He was going to be somewhere. He put out a movie. Of course, he was going to be here somewhere. Uh, I'm thinking it's a little low for you. We know you, you're a huge Ryan Gosling boner. I, I figured am. like you could put Ryan Gosling anywhere. And you, there Ryan are... Gosling in space. I'm like, okay, Chrissy's on board. For yeah, you're right. Those are two things that are important to me. So that's why he's on the list. But you know, it's funny. I mean, I don't see every Ryan Gosling movie that's come out. I didn't see Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, because it's like three hours long, which means it would take us. No, movies that star incredibly cute blonde gentlemen that are three hours long don't scare me. So I'm just saying, there's that. I didn't see the movie he was in with Emma Stone, uh, where it was the mob movie. Oh, yeah, you didn't miss much there. Yeah, so that's what my point is like, I don't see everything he does. But what did you think about First Man? This this one has, a lot of people said it was uh, underrated, passed over. I do think it was underrated. I think that's actually a perfect way to describe it. it it's a well-made film. And not to imply that any of the other contenders for awards this year were not also well-made, but this was right up there with them in terms of that. If anything, if we were to criticize it, I would say, sure, maybe it, it's a little bit tedious at times. It can be a little bit pedantic, you know, when it's talking about the science and like, you know, getting really into the weeds there. But it, it's it's interesting it's not hard to follow if you're not a NASA, you know, educated person. Uh, there are characters you root for. You're interested in the outcome. It, it's just every element of the actual filmmaking itself is well done, like I alluded to earlier. So I, I do think it's very underrated. I, I'm not, unfortunately, a big Claire Foy fan. I thought she was great in that, though. Yeah. No? I, she was fine. She was hmm. fine for me. Um, I didn't dislike her or hate her in the role, but she was just fine for me. And as 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 underrated as the movie is, I feel she is overrated Ooh. as an as an actress. Claire Foy hate. Not hating. So wait, here we got Hugh Grant. Oh boy. We've got Alison Brie. <laughs> and now we've got Claire Foy. Oh no. Mer- I mean, did you see the it's SNL like, it's she like was the Suicide on? Squad against Chrissy here? She just wasn't great. Um <laughs> she's not funny. Uh, I liked her better than him. What? Yeah. Maybe we're opposites. Well, let me... Re- he, I mean, and... Uh, uh, I mean, Neil Armstrong is not like a dynamic person. That's what I was just going to say. So it's not Gosling's and, and fault. And I guess a lot of people... I wish I would have saw, saw this in the theater because yes. a, a lot of this movie kind of reminded me of our experience watching Gravity in the theater. Yes. I think on the draft last week, I felt like I was in a horror movie. I was like, this is what it was like for them yes. to do this. The fact that, I mean, people died, but mm-hmm. the fact that not all of them all of them are not dead is amazing. Yeah. Because this movie is so detailed in trying to give you that. I feel. This is how it feels like. It is scary as fuck. You know. Yeah. Think. I was telling Justin when we were watching this. I was like, think of our cars for a minute, right? Think of your car when you were in high school in the '90s and your very first car, right? And then think back a decade earlier in your '80s and your '70s. Like, 
think of a car from the 1960s, how it was constructed and made. <laughs> and now imagine. <laughs> You're like Fred Flintstone with your feet. Like, yeah. 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 The car forward. Yeah. Basically. And then I'm like, now think of a rocket. You want to get in it from the 60s and go to the moon? Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. So. The How, sounds, the rattling. Oh, the score is amazing. Oh, my God. That guy just won the uh, Golden Globe for it. It was deserved. I think the score was one. Yeah. So I was I was very surprised by it. I was like, oh, I should have saw this in theaters. So yeah, I agree. Just missed my top 10. So good good pick, Chris. Thanks. Um, my number 10 is, uh, I'm, wish, I'm thinking I, I should have put it higher, but because it's the only doc on my list, and I thought we saw a great number of uh amazing documentaries whether uh feature film or i keep saying netflix netflix is feature film now anyway uh my number 10 is won't you be my neighbor low low <laughs> okay so wait did we make the rule that we're gonna wait that's it, what you said so number 10 won't you be my neighbor i will discuss it at a later date <laughs> okay <laughs> was that the right rule no <laughs> I really wanted to go the other way, but then you were like, let's do it this way, okay? And I went, okay. Okay, let's switch it around. Won't you be my neighbor? Let's talk about it now. Okay, that's a better idea. Uh, no movie has made me cry more this year mm-hmm. or this past, last year, 2018, than Won't You Be My Neighbor. I agree, which is why I'm surprised it's so low on your list. Why is it so low on it's your list? It's fluid, Chris. My lo- my list is fluid, just like yours. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I guess I was being an asshole and be like... I have a doc on my list, but I'll put it at the bottom. Because like it's a dog. Like a dummy. I feel bad now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Won't you be my neighbor? So I, I cried so much during this movie. Oh, so many that tissues. I got some kind of eye condition. Do you remember that? Yes. Was it like a sty or like a block? It was a blocked it was a, tear duct. Yes. You think I'm lying? No, I'm he's telling not. the truth. You can go back in my Twitter timeline. I cried so much during that movie. Like it was really emotional for me. Yeah. The best part was going into that movie. I stopped at the concession stand to like grab a bunch of napkins. And you were like, are you going to cry in this movie? And I went, I've heard that people cry. And we kept the tissues or napkins between us and the cup holder. And both of us, it's like, it might as well have been popcorn. We're just pulling out the tissues every five minutes. Such a beautiful film. Such a beautiful man. Good, uh, Great tribute. I was a, I was a latchkey kid and watched a lot of PBS as a kid. So Sesame Street and Mister Rogers Neighborhood were like, oh my, like s- severe touchstones. Like I wanted to live at Sesame Street so bad. Um, I believe I wanted you. to visit Mister Rogers Neighborhood so bad, and it really just, um, I, you know, I think both of those shows are are, are very important and kind of um, are. are I mean, Sesame Street's still around. Luckily, yeah, of course. But, and we got Daniel Tiger's neighborhood yeah, living on from Mr. For our own kids. But just the 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 message of you know love, inclusivity, and inclusivity. How important our children are, and how we've how we treat them and talk to them exactly. and make make sure that they understand their their feelings are important. He was such. He, he was such a. Did it make you person. feel like an like a shitty parent? Because it made me feel occasionally throughout like a shitty parent. Yeah. L- listening to like the patience with which he speaks to children, and I'm a kid person, but the, there were so many times where I imagined my own kids, you know, and when they're feeling frustrated or mad or sad, how easy it is, even as an adult, really, to get caught up in that and just be like, "Stop it! Like, st- you need stop crying." 
calm down. You need to stop crying. Yeah. Whereas like Fred Rogers would, you know, pull out a fucking puppet and be like, you seem so sad. It's okay to feel sad sometimes. I every day strive to be more like one of Fred Rogers' puppets. True. I can't be as good as he, so a puppet True. will suffice for me. So check it out. Won't you be my neighbor? Yes. Number nine on your list, Chris. What do you got? Uh, Justin, I don't know if you know this, but I'm off the deep end. <laughs> this is where I dive in. It is A Star is Born. All right. All right. So, uh, 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 a soundtrack honorable mention for me. <laughs> um, you saw a lot more movies than I did, so it's 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 my number nine, uh, mainly for the soundtrack and the incredible performance. And I think that, as I said, this when we recorded our episode, the direction of Bradley Cooper, um, Lady Gaga, I. I think delivered an inspired performance in her role as Allie. The movie's not perfect. It's a little bit, you know, problematic in places and it's long. Uh, but it, it, of the, a star is born movie incarnations that we've been gifted the last 40 years. It's probably the only one you've seen. I've read a lot. What? I've, I've read a lot about the after we watched this movie. Oh, I, you've read a lot about them, but you haven't yeah, seen the other. No, I was gonna say. Okay. But it's it's probably the one that will resonate the most with any modern day audience. If the you know, if you popped in the Judy Garland version, from what I understand, it's great, but I don't think it would resonate the way that this one does. So they did a good job of updating it. Um and I think like any measure of a movie for me personally is how long I think about it after I'm done watching it. Like, do not just do I want to watch it again, but like how often, how much time do I spend on Google looking up little things about it? I did that a lot with this one. I think for like two weeks. Afterward, periodically, I would just be like, oh, and I like Google a new little thing about it and learn something new about it just for the sake of it. So that tells me that it it struck me in more ways than I realized when I first saw it. I kind of enjoyed that documentary we watched on Netflix. Yes. Uh, uh, the lady five got, foot two. Five foot two. Did we watch that after we saw this? After. Okay. That was one of my shtick things where I'm like, now I'm into this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like I said, I, I enjoyed, um, you know, I thought it was, it was a good movie. I love the first third and I love the, 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 most, of the most of the soundtrack. Huh? Oh, not the last third. Was the first third? I love third? the first third. Got it. Remember, I was like, I wish it was just like the first ah. third, but the whole movie, like it was like once. Like yes. Them, but I was like, then I guess it's not a Star is Born. So. Right. Womp womp. Womp womp. Uh, but yeah, I think it's 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 a pretty good pick. Um, you want to hear my number nine, Chris? I do. I'm assuming. Okay, this is one of the ones we just saw in the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge surprise for me because I assumed that people would have been like, "This movie is amazing," and why didn't you already see this with Chrissy in the theater? Yeah, it's a simple favor. A little low for me, but yes. Ooh. So a simple favor is like. One of your favorite, think about one of your favorite 90s, like the feeling of like a, like a cruel intentions like type Yes. Movie. Like really. That's a great way to describe it. Really pulpy, uh, you know, great. Campy. Campy, great, great acting from, from the leads, you know, surprising, great script. I thought it was great. I agree. I'm so glad you brought up cruel intentions, by the way, because when we were watching it, that occurred to me one time that exact. Uh, movie which i 
love, by the way, and I get, yeah. I've been teased about loving that movie for years, but I don't even care. Tease me all day long, you guys. What? It's great. Oh, How my dare God. dare people tease you for I, loving Cruel Intentions? I took this DVD once to a sleepover when I was college age for like a theater thing, whatever. And I was, and they were like, you always talk about this movie. Like, all right, Chrissy, we're going to let you, we're going to let you show it to us. Like 15 theater kids. Wait, so you showed up at the the sleepover like this is what we're gonna watch or no else. no 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 they they basically told me because I they we, we I brought like six DVDs and this was one of them and I remember one of the guys his name was Steve was it wait was it Titanic no Clueless. I didn't no 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 Selena no what although those are good guesses but no <laughs> and but this is one of them and I remember Steve in particular being like we're gonna watch this one and he's like kind of like a for a theater kid like a brusque guy and I was like really. And he goes, you talk about this movie so fucking much. Like, I feel like we need to see it. And then all all my gay friends were like, oh, yes, for sure. We're watching Ryan Phillippe. We put it in. I got so much shit, you guys. Like, the girls loved it. But there were, everybody else was like, this is the worst, the best worst movie ever. Like, they were laughing at it because it was campy and ridiculous. Like, something would happen. Like, I'm in love. And they're all laughing. And I'm like, this is great. Why are you laughing? Oh, I know. But anyway, about a simple favor, that, I that do. Night. It's haunted me. Uh, simple. So Blake Lively, amazing. Yeah. Anna Kendrick, uh, amazing. A good performance she, from Anna Kendrick. She's got the biggest arc of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like she really changes <laughs> yeah, boy, she, over the course she. of the movie. Oh, Stephanie. Um, I just thought it was great, I, and it was you know twisty and yeah. Um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Uh, imagine. Uh, uh, like wild things, you know, That's something like example, that. Yeah. If you love movies like Cruel Intentions, Wild Things, um, just a a cast that seems game for some some fun. Yeah, it, it seems like it was probably a fun movie to make as well. Paul Feig uh, directed that, so a simple favor. Check it out, guys. And that was your number nine or eight? That was my number nine. Nice. So we go to your number eight. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, this is the thing that you can't escape on your Facebook feed. It's everyone talking about Bird Box. What? Did you put Bird Box at number eight? I did. Holy crap, Chrissy. Yeah. How trendy of you. Everyone's still talking about Bird Box. And Twitter. I know. It's everywhere. It's You cannot escape it. It's a phenomenon. Well, that's probably because 90% of America has seen it. Right. Like everyone saw this movie. Do you know, to be honest with you, you just put it on your number eight. I did. Of the whole year. Yeah. Well, I did. I'm not positive this would have made my list before becoming a parent. Seeing this movie when you are a parent, especially to younger kids, like one of our kids is like the age of the kids in this movie, is a heart wrenching experience because you can't help but think to yourself, what would I do? What would I do with my kids in this scenario? How would I handle it? How would I attempt to protect them? How would I protect myself? How would I keep myself alive for them? You know, would I become this shell-shocked woman who can't even name her kids and calls them boy or and girl? Would I would I s- sacrifice myself to try to keep them alive? Like, you would not be good on those rapids, Chrissy. I'm I just going to tell you right now. I know. Now. I, I might have been as acerbic and horrible as she was to them. Because <laughs> you'd be like, I'm going to put the blindfold on. You guys have to do this. She one point she's like, one of you's gonna look, and I'm like, oh, no, she's horrible. I think I would have just been like, well, we're all gonna die together, guys. Like, we're we're gonna hang out under this this blanket and hope for the best. Um, I was pretty much 
on board throughout this entire film, and Chrissy will attest to this, until the ending yeah. when I started laughing out loud. <laughs> Everybody likes the ending, by the way. You're the only one I know who does not what? like the ending. Yeah. Guys. I'm kind of with you. I think it's a little ridiculous. Okay. Well, since everyone's seen this, I mean, it's... Imagine if... It, <laughs> You're laughing even talking about it. <laughs> just the place that they end up is just so... <laughs> just like... It would if I had to list a uh, top ten places where I'm like, okay, this is what is at the end of that those rapids, that river. It wouldn't have been in the top ten. Swear to God, really? No, just not, I predicted it. You did? Yes. The people that they met and who they were. Yes. What? Yes, ten minutes or so, not long. Ten minutes or so before it happened, because I I made I can't say what what it is or who it is they find. But in my own head, I made a joke about it. Just a minute. I thought to myself, well, you know who's surviving this shit? These people. And then I go, that's probably who they need to find. And then sure enough, that's who they found. And I went, oh, look at that. I don't know. I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty corny. I, I mean, I'm a corny person, so this is why it occurred to me. But you did put it at number eight on your list. Yeah, I did. All right. A bird box. Chrissy's number eight. Justin disagrees. It should not be that number eight, apparently. It should be number 79 or something. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say that. Actually, it's 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 probably in my top 30, 20. Okay. Cool. So, no. Okay. My number eight, Chrissy. Yeah. Is Annihilation. Cool. <laughs> do you remember seeing that one? I do. So, Annihilation. Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. Going into the shimmer. Yep. Shit going Not crazy. Not the shallow, the shimmer. Shit going crazy. <laughs> she went off the deep end, too. So you think you could dance <laughs> dance with yourself? Dance with the scene. shimmer. Um, I don't, you know, we, we just did the episode recently on it. We did. Uh, it was one of those movie pass movies. I got to see it free with my movie pass card. Not free, but you know what no, I mean. No, because you pay for that. RIP movie pass. Um, did it die or did you just discontinue? I discontinued because it just started sucking so badly. Oh, Terrible. Well, it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't. But I, I rode the wave I did. Anyway, Annihilation. Love love the movie. Love the second time I watched it with you. Um, it just stuck around. Like I, I watched it earlier in the year. Thought about it a lot. Then I watched it with you. And since then, I've, I've thought a lot of the scenes. Especially that ending, man. Let's do some like ayahuasca and, and watch that ending again let's go find our own personal lighthouse all right no sure you, you, so you weren't you're not on board with this one i didn't dislike the movie but it's definitely not on my list um it's one of those that like you said it stuck with you you thought about it for a few days and I, like i mentioned i think that's a hallmark of something that you you know resonated with you and you should put on a list like this this did not stick with me i didn't mm. google it for a few days afterward it, you know it was more like I, I appreciated it for what it was trying to do. It was a very ambitious movie. Uh, and in a lot of ways, it succeeded. But I also think for my personal subjective tastes, it was probably a little avant-garde, a little too much for me. Okay. That's maybe fair. Maybe I'm a little more basic. That's fair. Good score as well. Yes. I say go big or go home. I like the big swings. Yeah. You know, it's not a perfect movie. It's definitely, you know, the kind of movie we need more of. Right. You know? Yep. 
based on a it's book. It's fucked but, up. But it's, it's a fucked up movie. You know, I love some fucked up shit, yeah. guys. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Scare it's Bear. You haven't Scare been thinking Bear. about Scare Bear since we watched it? No. Remember? Ah. Gross. That, yes. That thing? Yeah. Uh, that gives, we're up to number seven. What's your number seven, Chris? Number seven was one that did stick with me. And also, I think, you know, as I look at my list more, I'm like, I pick movies that really strike a a personal connection with me or my life, which is probably very narcissistic. But I guess those are the things that just stick with you, you know, in your mind and your heart. Your your favorite film. Right. That's it's a very subjective process. Yes. So seven for me is Tully. Ooh, a a close honorable mention for me, Chris. Go ahead. So I watched this movie in the theater with my mom. uh, And I think... 15 minutes in or so my mom elbowed me for the first of what ended up being 15 times and she's like oh she's so you she's so you and i on one hand i'm like thank you because it's charlie's there and so thank you on the other hand i'm like oh ooh, not my best self she wasn't wrong by the way it is such a huge emotional and very often isolating thing to be a new mom, uh, especially when you have two children and one of them is either has special needs or is more high maintenance or whatever their 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 thing is. It's I can easily see how someone would devolve mentally into a, a void or a, a different headspace than what perhaps you would expect of a new mom. You think of a new mom, you think tired and blissful. And yes, it's tiring and yes, it's blissful, but there's so much more to it than that. There's such a dark underbelly that doesn't often get, if it gets discussed, it doesn't get the treatment it deserves on screen and really being shown. And this movie accomplished that very well. It was hard to watch. There were a lot of times I was like really, really like ugly crying and trying not to show like my mom sitting next to me that I'm ugly crying in the movie because it resonated painfully. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, it was hard. Saw it on a plane, not with you in the theater. Mm-hmm. Got emotional on a plane. One of those emotional plane movies. Yep. And it's not even just, it's it's not even just motherhood, although that's a big part of it. Sure. There's, you know, there's, there's a twist about the movie. Yeah. And it not only becomes about, you know, motherhood, but kind of as you grow old like losing yourself yes you know you're adult you're not the the, the same i i thought i thought about young adult another movie that i loved with her in mm-hmm. it that i thought was underrated but yeah I, you know towards the end of the movie you're just like eh, you know i get this yep seasons of life sort of thing and she's great in it she's great in everything there's she can do no wrong um, a couple. There's just a, a couple. That's another one that is, has kind of stuck with me. A couple scenes in that movie, like the scene where she goes every time she goes to the um the school. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Every fucking time. <laughs> and then she has to talk to that to the principal and act like y- yes, and we care, and we're so yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, just loses her shit in one scene. It's phenomenal. Um, Mackenzie Davis is also really amazing. I'd o- only seen her in uh a Black Mirror episode before I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't even recognize her. And I'm like, who is that? And she's she's also great in the movie. She so. is great. Both of them good. Great movie. So good pick, Chris. Thanks. Tully. Everybody check it out. Uh, I think it's one of those that kind of flew by and it people did. missed it. It went fast. Uh, number seven, mm-hmm. Chris. Yeah. One that I saw in the theater and I think I've seen um, it 
uh, over again. I think it's on HBO. Mm-hmm. One of those movies you you run by several times mm-hmm. called Game Night. Oh, I saw that too, but it's not on my list. Wait, when did you see it? You showed it to me. Did you watch the whole thing? Yes. Oh, cool. Dang. <laughs> so Game Night is probably one of the funnest movies I saw in 2018. It was a fun movie. Like I, I, one of those movies where I'm like, okay, this is surprising. And number two, it's just like right in my wheelhouse. I agree. I love me some games. I love me some board games. Mm-hmm. I love me uh, Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman. Yes. And the two of them and, and their relationship in the movie kind of reminded me of us. A little bit. Um, And the just the, the, the crazy antics that happen. And, and just the whole cast. The whole cast is just great. Do you have I mean, a favorite scene? Because there's Mag- so many. Billy Magnuson oh, is great in that. He's so great in this. There are so many good standalone scenes in that movie. The the one where he gets shot, I'm just like, this is probably what would happen if it was me and Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of that scene too. That's so funny that you say that. Um, I love when she's like, everyone get down. She's like holding the gun and waving it around. Like, what? This gun? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, j- just a, a, a really, really fun movie. And then their their neighbor. He was such a dark Je- horse. Jesse Ple- Plemons. Holy the scene, moly. The scene stiller. Uh, stiller. Stealer. Uh, he's great as he's well. He's a human pug. <laughs> and he delivers an incredible performance. <laughs> Him and his dog. So love game night. Uh, if anyone has missed that one, definitely check it out. It's a fun time. So. Agreed. Uh, where are we at? Six? We are at six. You're six. Go ahead. Uh, well, my six was your uh, aforementioned, I believe, number nine, A Simple Favor. Ooh, so you did have a little higher. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. Great movie. Simple Favor. Check it out. My number six, Chrissy, mm-hmm. is another movie we caught on our uh, award screener pile. And truthfully, and this is getting up there, this is almost my top five. Oh. I've also thought about this movie a lot since we saw it just like a few weeks ago. It's eighth grade. Oh. That's cool. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Did you not like eighth grade? No, it was fine. Uh, so eighth grade is also basically a horror film. Um, <laughs> I was going to say maybe I didn't buy it because it was too painful. Uh, it is. Uh, it tells you a lot about how middle schoolers are living now. God, I hate middle school. We have a six-year-old. So <laughs> the fact that we're that close to that happening is very scary. It's beyond um it's uh the the elsie fisher the the main actress in it is amazing she is so much so that i'm just like is this a documentary like this feels (laughs) too real yep uh gucci her and her relationship with her dad the movie really stuck with me um you Mm know single parent relationship you know it's just something that kind of just like spoke to me i'm like he's just trying so hard yep I was just going to say, this is another movie that made me feel a little bit like a shitty parrot because, like, he's so patient with her. She's awful to him. Like, she's yelling at him for looking at her in the car. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, he just backs down immediately. He's always sorry. He's always, like, trying to make it better for her or help her. And I think of us. And sometimes we jump on our kids for, like, the smallest things that I'm like, oh, my God, can you imagine if one of them said that to us? Like, they would be be yelled at to next Tuesday. He was a great dad. (laughs) <laughs> a great script. The 
I mean the the scene with them at the end by the camp, the the fire where he's just telling her how much he he loves her. Uh, you know the the scene in the car with her and that boy. It's just so many great scenes where I'm just like, okay, I'm not a you know a middle school eighth grader uh, here Thank in God 2018 or whatever. Ugh. But a lot of this struck true because I was an awkward kid as well. So and I know how fucking hard middle school was. I remember middle oh. middle school being so horrible that I thought to myself because everyone always says like, oh, high school like and. I grew up like you. You watched more 80s movies, but I watched some and then, and then a lot of 90s movies where it seemed like high school was where there was this big dichotomy of, you know, groups, you know, like the popular. Not Anyway, so when I got to middle school and it was horrible, I thought, oh, my God, mm-hmm. if it's this way now, when I get to high school, I I don't mean to make light of suicide, but I was like, I, I might just kill myself. This is horrible. And then I got to high school and it was so so much better it was like a rainbow that parted through the clouds and i was like this is amazing why was that so shitty yeah and i've talked to a lot of people since then now as adults i was like no that that was my experience too puberty yeah so i I, oh i weep for our children and it's so much harder to go through it now with the advent of social media and how there's never you're never really unplugged you always know what everyone else's business is and what it's not just gossip it's like there for everyone to see I switched middle schools in the middle, like in seventh grade. So that I felt like that made it doubly hard. God. You know? That's awful. But yeah, like I said, the movie, I I think it's great. Yay, eighth grade, the movie. Boo, eighth grade, the actual grade. Uh, We're at your number, our our five, Chris, our top five. We are. Um, We have have a small problem. uh Uh-oh. I realized that I gave myself two number sixes, which was a mistake. Well, we can't go back so now, So we can't Chris. go back now. So I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Should have thought this through more. Ooh, I uh, have problems. What is your number five, Chris? I guess. Um, <laughs> you put so much effort into this, Chris. Well, now I now, but now, now something is going to be completely left off, and that sucks. Ow. Oh, my God. All right, fine. It, uh, it's a quiet place. All right. I can't have Bird Box on here and not have a quiet place. Jeez. So I almost brought up a quiet place when we were talking about Bird Box because I was like, imagine if at the end of a quiet place, <laughs> <laughs> they got to like this island. It's a bunch of mute people or something. Yeah, right. And they're like, mm-hmm. they're like this. They're, they can't say it, but they're like, Doing the welcome. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have I have a thing. It's like a thing for dystopia. Uh, it's been that way for years. I remember reading, I think it was 1984 and like maybe eighth grade and being like, wow, blew my mind, you know. Yeah, sense. there you go. Exactly. Go and uh, and since then, you know, everything that followed, I remember The, the Giver and then uh, Hatchet, which wasn't dystopia, but, you know, close. And then Hunger Games, Hunger Games and um, the D- Divergent movies. I digress. Boo. The, well, the movies, the books were so much better. But anyway. <laughs> they didn't even finish the movies. That's how bad they were. So basically, you would just like hand me a dystopian movie. And if it's not horrible, I'll like it. This was one where I, again, you're, you're giving me a dystopia. And then you're also telling me, here's a family. What would you do with these small children in this impossible situation? Yes. 
It's amazing. It, famous loud person, Chrissy, oh Chrissy God. McQueen. Oh, no, no, no. The, the most famous loud person in our family is our daughter. I, she, I, she, Both of you are, she, are famously loud. She walks loud. in the most heavy-footed way. I've never seen like a kid, like a small kid. It's like an elephant came through. And I'm like, Jesus, she she wouldn't last a minute. Go back to our, to our episode. This is a movie we, we you saw for the podcast. Yeah. I know. Edge of your seat, like every minute you think this is the day that they're going to die. This is how they're going to get it. I still have questions like how they installed the whole light system outside because they had to nail those lights in and nailing is noisy. I also want to know why she didn't decide soft nails to go and like when it was time, like, you know, to have a birth plan, a place that they would take her to the waterfall and like give birth at the water. That would have been totally sensical. Yes. So waterfall birth. Yeah. So I still have questions about this movie, but it was great overall. If you, if you didn't see a quiet place, you should watch it with bird box as a companion movie. Double feature. Um, Krasinski's beard. Shout out to his beard. Yeah. I prefer without, which I want to emulate and have thought about since we watched it. Cool. Um, I wish you would have been in the theater to watch it with me. Oh, it's a boy. great theater experience. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I watched. I remember I watched it like a week or two weeks later than everyone else, but because I had a cold when it came out. Uh huh. And I was like, everybody was like, "You, nobody talks." And I'm like, I'm just be like coughing through the whole movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's an honorable mention for me. I thought it was great. That's cool. Emily Blunt, love me some Emily Blunt. Love the two of them together. They they're were great. great together. They're great. So great film. Great number five. A Quiet Place from Chrissy. Here we go. My number five is might set Chrissy off. It is hereditary. <laughs> go on. Um, so I saw this in the theater as well and had been trying to get Chrissy to rewatch it with me since then because it shook me, guys. It is very unsettling. I don't know if you've seen it. Um Chrissy finally watched it like uh, a week, week and a half ago. Oh, I'm <laughs> with, sorry. With, with Chrissy's mom. We I'm, all watched it together. I'm sorry for the silence. I, I passed out because it was so long and <laughs> I just now woke up two weeks later. <laughs> it wasn't that long. There's a lot of movies we've already gone over that, have been, that were longer than it that. It felt like it was four hours. <laughs> I remember sitting on the couch being like, this movie is never ending, is it? it I'm going to be I'm going to be 45 and we're still going to be watching this movie. You know what? I think and I think that's like the craziest like complaint about it because to me it moved like it it just like it it starts at a simmer and it just keeps going up and up and up and get, it gets crazier and crazier. I mean, it starts as like a weird screwed up family drama and then by the end, you know, it's crazy exorcist unsettling territory i could see how for a lot of people the the banality of the you know non like horror parts ratcheted up tension you know like a crank and it's like slowly turning i could see that for me because i did i never bought in fully from Mm -hmm. the beginning i guess instead of getting ratcheted up tension i just got banality Hmm. and 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 so there was that and then again because i didn't have the buy-in on top of it when it did get to like the more horrific parts if anything i was just grossed out like i I wasn't scared 
I wasn't, you know, uh, like disturbed in a way that I think that they intended to disturb the viewer. I was just kind of grossed out. Tony Collette, one of my favorite performances. She's of great. The year. She's great. Yeah. Regardless of my feelings of the movie, she's great. Um, the famous uh, dinner scene, I think, is great in the movie where she freaks out. Oh, your mother. Yeah, I am your mother. You will not speak to me that way. Um, you didn't like the end, though. Too much for you. Eh, yeah. And, and it, Be- too much beheading. And it's funny because for being such a slow and arguably tedious movie, all of a sudden it just goes there in the last 10 minutes. It's like, oh, oh, we woke up now. Let's get really gory and murder the shit out of people. And then we're going to have a satanic seance. You ready? Let's do it. Oh, man. I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> okay. Oh, you and your mom did not like it. No. But I will say, I appreciate that you at least watched it. Cool. You're welcome. It I, wasn't ta- like it wasn't. You, I think you thought it was going to like freak you out. Yes. I was very worried because the way you describe it, I'm like, oh, God. Um, my mom, like, not that bad. my mom who was not here to also discuss the movie and, but and when, when it ended, I wondered like, do I feel like, am I the only one? You know what? What? And she was the first one to speak and she's like, well, that was horrible. <laughs> oh my God. It was so long and boring and thank God it's over. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Justin was like, what? You mean you weren't scared? She's like, oh geez. And I go, I think it's supposed to be like an exorcist thing. She was like, ha, this was horrible. I disagree, guys. I, I, I think I, we're in the minority. It seems like most people agree with you. I think it's, I don't know. I think it's like it's split down the middle. Oh. Either people love it or they hate it, it seems like. I, the, the scene, the, that's just it. I didn't hate it. I'm just like, Meh, no. Okay. Whatever. It's my number five. Uh, we're up to your number four. Okay. My number four, as I find my list one more time. Oh, actually, I lied. Earlier, I said this was the last movie we saw together when I referenced First Man at our number 10 spot, or my number 10 spot. Uh, no, the the latest movie that we have seen together is at my number four. It's Vice. Ooh, not on my list. Oh, Justin. Tell well, me why it's number four on your list, though, and then I'll tell you why it's not on my list. So I, I am super into politics. If you follow me on Twitter at Chris Winters, you probably see me tweeting and retweeting a lot about our current administration. Um, and back when it was the Bush years, maybe I wasn't tweeting as vehemently, but I was just as interested in everything that was going on. So this is like politics porn for me. Uh, and not only that, they told the story in what I thought was a fun, as best as it can be, and fast-moving way. So I, I appreciated the the storytelling arc. I appreciated that now my daughter is in our room. Ooh. Hi, babe. What's going on? We're doing a podcast. You okay? What's wrong, bro? Do you need us to take a break? Okay, okay. we're going to take a break. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. Sorry for the break there. Chrissy, what did you like about Vice? Uh, well, number, I, number four? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Well, like I said, I, I already talked about how, you know, the whole, all the politics and then the way the story was told in a more irreverent sort of fashion. The performances are pretty darn incredible in this movie, too. Christian Bale. Holy crap. 
this man, you, I mean, if you, I remember when they uh, were casting this and they said, oh, Christian Bale's going to play Dick Cheney. I kind of chuckled and I thought, well, that'll be something, you know. He's a chameleon, Chrissy. But wow. Oh, a weight shifting chameleon. Not just weight, but the whoever did that. He mentioned Posture. this in his Golden Globe speech. Yeah. And the and the prosthetics and the makeup and Voice. everything that goes with it for the aesthetic look. Holy shit. It's just uncanny in a horrible way. Sam Rockwell also, I I forgot he was Sam Rockwell. There were times where it was like, oh, we're watching a secret camera documentary a la like Laguna Hills <laughs> about, about the Bush uh, candidacy. So, you know, for all of those reasons and many, many, many more, I, I thought it was a great movie that everyone should see. Cool. But you don't feel the same way. Uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think Christian Bale's performance is the best part about the movie. Right. And I like a lot of the other actors in it as well. It's the script, but more the... How do I put this? A lot of it annoyed me. Oh. Um, and just the way that it was put together. It kind of reminded me, and not as extreme, as like some of... Um, Oliver Stone's movie, like Natural yes. Born Killers. I where can see that. There's just like a lot of just like flashy, like weird stuff thrown in. Like there's like a lot of like him in the stream with the mm-hmm. fish. And then there's just like all kinds of like pop culture things thrown yeah. throughout. You know, I love Baz Luhrmann, right? <laughs> I do. Or, you know, he'll just, they'll, they'll start doing um, Shakespeare in bed. Yes. Or, you know, the movie will like fake in. Like, this is one of the reasons just, that I loved another movie that we haven't yet talked about that throws in things. And I just thought it was a little too much for me. I, at, at one point in the movie, I was just like, I, I remember one point I was like, what is that? And you're like, oh, it was this. And I was like, Ugh, like it's just too much. Like mm. I just love the performances so much. And I just, I, I wanted to tone down all like the extraneous, like, you know. You wanted it more streamlined uh, and stayed in the like core an, of what was happening. Art, art project going wrong in some places to me. So interesting. I didn't hate it, didn't love it. It was kind of in the middle on it. So it's so funny that you say that. I didn't realize until just this moment that maybe that's part of why I liked it because I just mentioned Baz, but I, I do, I, I like those sort of like. Not not just like flash, like oh, let's just give them let's give the millennials something they'll enjoy, but something that is, in my opinion, witty mm-hmm. and fun and pokes in a smart way. So I liked it for those reasons. Okay. Well, like I said, didn't hate. It. I was just kind of in the middle. I could if I would if you could have dialed it down just a a, t- a couple notches for me. Yeah. It would have been more palatable, but at some point I was just like, oh, this is too much. Just stick to the story. Stick to the story. It's so, it's another horror movie. Yeah. You know, so. He does a good job at at really explaining big, big topics in accessible ways. Uh, So that was your number four? Yes. My number four is the favorite. Ah, and I was alluding to that when we were just discussing Vice. It's a little higher for me. Um, a delightful film. Just Agreed. an utter delight. Like yes. I remember, this is another screener when we watched on our bed together, and through the whole movie, I was laughing. I was like, "Okay, this is this is <laughs> supremely in our wheelhouse." Yes, the three of them together, 
that might be my favorite like three performances in a movie together. So, so good. The chemistry between all three of them. Olivia interchangeably. Col- Olivia Coleman, just won a Golden Globe. Deserved. She is utterly like mesmerized by her and everything she says. <laughs> she is amazing in the movie. Um, although, Team Vice, man. Rachel Vice. Right? Damn. I was like, right? yes, Rachel Vice. Mm-hmm. So, and Emma Stone's good too. but Of course, but... But just the, the one of the best, probably one of the best scripts uh, of any movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting is great. The direction by Yorgos Lothamos, who we love or I love from Dogtooth <laughs> fame, Lobster fame. Um, and then just like the the or the, infamy. The, the like fisheye type weird lenses, cinematography, the motion of the the camera. I just thought it was great so, all around. So, Justin, I have to ask you a question because I agree with everything you've said so far. Yes, but is this? I mean, this movie has a lot of the same stuff that you just kind of knocked Vice for doing. You know where? No, uh, no. a little bit. I mean, it, it's definitely, you know. Uh, in what way it panders a little bit like for instance when um there's like a dance hall banquet and what what uh, one of the I forgot what he, who, who he was to the royal court but he just starts like doing break dancing you know going down the line that's totally different like the favorite wasn't cutting from you know the, the queen uh, you know being a crazy person to flash forward to now and the and the queen now you know here's how she's crazy or something like it's, it's i don't know man there was some flashing around though what do you mean flashing around well literally and figuratively yeah no totally night and day difference for me okay like it, there, there's definitely some flavors of okay that's <laughs> that they're they're it, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It is hard to explain. I am so wonderfully, happily surprised that you wanted to see this and that you loved it. Because I remember when we got the DVD, I didn't know anything about it except for that it was a period piece with these great actresses in it. And I'm and I'm always into that. But you're like, let's watch this. And I was like, you mean the period piece? It was at the top of my top yeah, of my stack. it was. And, and, and the was main great. reason was because of Yorgos, my Yorgos love. Ah. Um. But like I said, number number four on my list. There you go. Uh, what is number three on your list, Chris? Uh, let's see. Number three on my list. Oh, the one we've already discussed of Won't You Be My Neighbor. Oh, so wow. It is very high. I, w- I mean, anything that moves you so deeply, how can it not be? Well, and it moves you and it's also fluid in on your list. <laughs> like my, my 10 might be three tomorrow. You never know. There you go. It's 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 hard to pin down. I know. But it could have been my number three. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to be supremely um, Justin. And my top three are all uh, like blockbuster movies. Blockbuster movies? <laughs> like you rented it? <laughs> yes. I went back in time. Or I went to that one. I think they closed it down, right? There was one in Oregon. Fuck blockbuster, Chris. I know. Damn them. As an as a ex independent video store retailer, you were in the biz. We hate the blockbuster. Anyway, mm-hmm. my number three is Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, which you have not seen. No, which I did not see in the theater. Oh, and another one that I'm <laughs> pissed off that I did not see because Aww. this is probably one of the best action movies of the decade, Chrissy. Wow, that's uh, saying something. Uh, throughout it, when I was watching it, I was like, 
this movie kicks major ass. It reminded mm-hmm. me of a uh, Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road, which we saw when you were like almost ready to pop pregnant. Oh God, yes. Remember how fast that movie was and how intense. Yes, 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 yes. This movie. I, it, like that's how it felt to me so many action sequences that are just like crazy amazing tom cruise at like his most tom like how is he getting stronger and better and faster <laughs> with age he's he's still running he like it's really hard to killed explain. himself on this like it's amazing chrissy like yeah. i'm gonna make you i'm gonna have to make you watch this only problem is i think you've you have only seen some of the Mission Impossible movies. So. I think I've seen one, maybe one and a half. Um, this is probably my favorite one. So. I thought I was going to ask. Crazy if it's crazy that they're getting the better as they go on. Yeah, you like, wouldn't think so. Um, but I, I thought it was supremely entertaining. One of my favorites of the year, number three. Cool. What is your number two? Oh my gosh. Are we already at number one and number two? We've, we've made it here. Holy so. moly. Okay. My number two was the favorite, which we just discussed in number four for you. But it was high up for me, man. There you go. Yeah. So, wow. So, your number two. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was my... Four. Four. Right. Whoa, that might be our our top co-movie. We might be, yeah. Uh, You won't be surprised at my number two. I'm sure I won't be. It is Avengers Infinity War. So... That was my double number six. <laughs> then I was like, damn it, I have two number sixes. <laughs> what have you done, Christine? I know. So Did I didn't get snap? to talk about it. So what, you say, what you're saying is you snapped and it just went away into dust. I basically, that's as, exactly as what happened. one of your favorite movies. Thanos you really... said, you can't have two number sixes. We're going to take one away. <laughs> what are we taking away? This one. You wouldn't move anything else around. You're just like from six to nothing. It wasn't. It was, it was Thanos. It wasn't me. <laughs> Only one may survive of the two, fifty percent. Uh, I mean, what's what's there to say about Infinity War? Um, it's great. It's it's a great movie. <laughs> it's uh, a great movie. S- Supreme Entertainment. Chrissy and I were like, I think we were like in the front row. We were close. No, there were people in front of us because we could hear the gasping towards the end. Chrissy was holding my hand throughout. I was getting crazy. <laughs> uh, lots of twists and turns. Yes. And since then, I've I've watched it a couple more times, and I'm just like, this is. I am on board throughout. Yes. Um, the, I don't remember movies well after I've seen them, if I only watch them one time. And cer- with certain movies, it occurs to me while I'm watching them, oh, I'm going to be sad that I won't remember this soon. And this was one of them. I remember watching it. Snapped. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, man, I'm going to be sad when I forgot like the minutia of how this movie goes. And now I have forgotten it, but I remember loving it. Well, it's now on Netflix, and we can watch it again and again. Ta-da! Um, especially because the last one, Endgame, Avengers Endgame, is coming out in April. Ooh. D- not not to step on my most anticipated of 2019 list, which I hope you have. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's towards the top. I cannot wait to see that movie, man. Kind of sad that they're it, we've gotten to the Endgame, though. You know what I mean? Well, you know. Then they'll just reboot everything, basically. To the end of the road. And I can't let go. It's unnatural. You belong <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, Avengers Affinity War. Yeah. I know people were going to be like, oh, Justin, number two, really? No, they shouldn't be. It's a, it's a great it's, movie. It's fun. It's not surprising for me. So, no. But we're here, Chris. Mm-hmm. Our number one movie, mm-hmm. our our favorite film of 2018. Yeah. 
What is your favorite film, number one of 2018? It's a very Chrissy movie, and I'm going to get a lot of people who are like, oh, really, Chrissy? And I'm going to be like, yeah, it's a really Chrissy movie. Mary Poppins Returns. What? (laughs) Mary Poppins? So this is a symbolic number one for me in a few ways. I've got a lot to say about this. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Number one. I am a huge fan of the original Mary Poppins, like huge. Uh, And so it is hard to do wrong by me in the Mary Poppins wheelhouse. I was looking forward to this movie. I love Emily Blunt. I love underline, underline, boldface, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Rob Marshall has never done me wrong. Nine. <laughs> but but for the most part uh so it, this to me has like all the ingredients of a Chrissy movie with a bow wrapped around it was it a perfect movie no were there parts that i wish that i had a creative hand in and i worked for disney and could could have changed yes does it pay homage to julie andrews and the original in an effective way that when I brought my own kids that they were put under the Mary Poppins spell that I was when I was younger and I got to sit in the movie theater and watch and fall in love with my children falling in love with it? Yes. So it's it's a symbolic number one for me. On its own merits, completely objectively, it probably would not be a number one. But for a lot of subjective reasons, I put it at number one. But it, it's your favorite film of 2018 we went to see this as a family and i don't remember when we were walking out there was no like man that was amazing correct there was i don't even think we've even other than listening to the soundtrack a lot in the car right i don't think you've even talked about it so i'm i'm like wow this is your favorite film number one fluid list man fluid list (laughs) i i feel I feel like I would be somehow like betraying myself to not put it there. Like it, it's almost a guilt thing. What was your number two again? Uh, favorite. So it's kind of like favorite is your real favorite. <laughs> and Mary Poppins <laughs> Returns is just there because you love musicals and you don't want to. Slightly, but I, let me ask you this. Do you ever do this thing where you start getting into the weeds with like your rankings and you wonder to yourself, what would I watch again? Well, then again, you watch a lot of things second or, or even third times, but I don't. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, what would I watch again? Like, I love the favorite, but it's not necessarily when I'm like, oh, let's watch this whole thing again. Oh, I totally want to watch that again. I do, but I'm t- I always think, I don't know why, I always think of like flipping. Like if I were channel flipping and That's it came the thing. on, I'd be like, eh. uh, my My top 10, my favorite films of 2018 might as well be like, Top movies I want to rewatch, right? Movies as well. Mary Poppins Returns is like one where I'm like, yes, I know I'm going to watch this again. I know I'm going to watch it probably 300 times. Like, got it. Okay. Here's my here's my things about this movie. Okay, you've already probably I've told you this. Mm -hmm. Only what two songs maybe that I'm like, yeah, like I want to listen to that over and over again, and the rest I'm just like, eh. You didn't seem to be moved by a cover is not a book, which I thought was a great segment. I guess I gotta re-listen to it. It's not a, like a catchy song. No. It's more like a story song. It is, but and it's the- so well done between Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel, and he has this whole, he finally gets his little moment to shine, 
and he it's an, it's wraps an, the storyline. It's an impressive it's very performance yes. of the song, but it's not one that I'm going to like re-listen onto a soundtrack or like sing to my kids. You know, Mary Poppins, the original, has so many good songs. Yes, so many good songs. We we rewatched a lot of them on YouTube. Yes, um, to, to so refresh. inventive for its day too. Um, so so many good sequences in that movie. So a lot of this movie, I was just like. I mean, yeah, this is okay, but this is like a carbon copy of it felt original more like a sequences. Yeah, it felt more like a reboot than a sequel. I thought Emily Blunt was great in what she had to do. She was much more like the book. If you've ever read the book, Mary Poppins. No, I haven't. Mary Poppins in the book is uh, bitchier. Ooh, And uh, Julie Andrews played her much softer than the book version. Emily Blunt was much more in line with uh, the Mary Poppins in the book, who not only is bitchier, but also... Somewhat narcissistic, like you, you know, practically perfect in every way. Julie Andrews says with like a little smile, like practically perfect in every way. Emily Blunt's like, yes, practically perfect in every way, and she means it. So, <laughs> uh, I, her performance was spot on with the actual characters it was, it was originally written. You know, I love me some Lin Manuel, but in that movie, and I've discussed this with you, I thought he was like Lin Manuel up to twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so so much so that I just got it ingrained in my head of him just like popping up out of nowhere and being like, Mary Poppins? The Learys are here. He was like everywhere. We are going to sing He was in that movie more than Mary Poppins and he was just like cranked up and I was just like, just, you know, it's cool and we'll just chill. Just chill no, chill. he has zero chill and he doesn't need to have any chill. I that, love Lynn that, and he was great in this. That Meryl Streep uh, sequence though, I was just like, this movie's kind of long. Can we just lose this? But you know what? That was the other thing. Do you know what? The I movie felt, was long. I and felt, I know the original's long, too. Yeah, so. I was just going to say, I felt the way about the original, too. I didn't need the admiral who lived on top of his house as the ship in the original. I always thought that that was kind of boring. I didn't need when, in the original, when they all went to the guy, the, what was it, the uncle's house, and they all laughed on the ceiling. Like, I thought that whole scene was kind of like, meh. So the the Meryl Streep thing was just an ode to that. And so for me, it was both were interchangeably meh for me. And I know it's a new film and I don't want to ruin what happens in the end. But I feel like one of the themes from the first film is like directly contradicted in the end of this film Ooh. as to the kids and where the kids put their money and what happens to that money. Yeah. Like there's a, a big scene. Yeah. And there's a do about where to put your money and where the kids put that money. And then what happens to this movie? I'm like, doesn't that just like, it's evolved, but it's evolved with the times back then. That is what you did. That is what you did with your money. If you wanted to be safe and responsible and you grow, like you put it in the bank. That's exactly what the first movie said, because that's, that was the wisest advice of the time. Things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about more than that, but anyway. Oh, I like I said, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I, w- I would definitely watch it again. It's it's a good soundtrack, you know. Even though I don't, it doesn't have a lot of catchy. Songs. Did you think that Ben Wishaw was a little bit miscast? I thought he was the one. He was the one in for me. I'm like, he's a little miscast. Really? I thought Emily. I thought his song was very sad, and I like that. I agree. Emily Mortimer was so perfect as Jane. She was great. Uh, I mean, it, it was, oh, it's like, oh, look, Jane, she grew up. This is who she is now, and it's this person. That's, I didn't feel the way about Michael. I'm like, oh, Michael is now being played by Ben Wishaw, as opposed to, like, Michael grew up and became this person. Hmm. Anyway. 
You want to guess my number one fave film of 2018? Uh, will it be something that I have seen? No. Oh, well, then I can't. But it's is, something... Is it the Meg? It's something <laughs> that has um, descended on our family. And the love is not only strong with me, oh. but it is with our kids. I know what it is. Um, I think more people should be seeing it. I think it is groundbreaking. I called it amazing in a previous episode when I mentioned it. Um, I can't escape it. It is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Are people not seeing this? Because you just said, I wish more people were seeing this. Not enough. What? No. You know, Venom made like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, that's just like Venom's, crazy. Venom's going to make like, what, five or six times the Spider-Man movie? And it's like 10 times better, at oh, least? Oh, boy. I don't know. I think it's great. You know, I took the kids. They love it. They haven't stopped talking about it. We listen to that soundtrack all the time. All the time. Our three-year-old can do both the first two songs. Is it some? What's the first one? What's what up, up, Danger? What, what up, Danger? And Sunflower. Sunflower. You keep saying favorites. what up. It's what's up, by the way. What up, Danger? I know. Um, I don't know. I, I just really, uh, as a kid, I love Spider-Man, and I love that this movie has kind of opened up what Spider-Man could be to a lot of. A lot of kids, you know. Mm-hmm. It's got Spider Gwen in it. It's got Nicolas Cage. Cool. Um, any anyone can wear the mask, Chrissy. You could be a spider person. All and right. Save save humanity. You can. You know, I'm you pretty do it. pretty klutzy, right? <laughs> you could be a klut- klutzy spider. <laughs> How would this go, <laughs> Spider Chrissy? I'm on my way. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's inclusive now. That's what I'm saying. Anybody, oh, good. Um, great. You know, great voice cast. Jake Johnson might be, you know, one of the best uh, Peter Parkers ever. And he's like a schlubby, like, you know, in in his late 30s Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah. So I think I think we're going to end up, I don't, the kids have been asking to see it again. Maybe we should all go see it again as a family. We Yay. could do that. Let's do that. Um. So, yeah, that's why it's my, my number one movie. Again, a fluid list, but hard overhead at this point. Ooh, just, just threw his wedding ring at me. I just me. dropped my wedding ring. He's pissed. I'm now getting married to my list. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, all right. Do you, you want to read back our list so everybody knows? Okay. You want to read back your list? Go ahead. Do your 10 to 1 again. All right. So my 10, going down from 10 was uh, First Man, number 9, A Star is Born, number 8, Bird Box, number 7, Tully, number 6 was, well... A simple favor, but maybe also Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> Number five was A Quiet Place. Four, Vice. Three was Won't You Be My Neighbor. Oh, such a good movie. Number two, uh, The Favorite. And one was Mary Poppins Returns. Wow. Which means our co-favorite film of 2018 was The Favorite. Because you had it at two, and I had it at four. I know. And it has a U in it because it's British. Everyone see the favorite, guys. I love it. All right. Honorable mentions. Go, Chrissy. List them out. Uh, Boy Erased, mm-hmm. which was hard to watch, but so important. I cannot believe this is still happening in 2018. Holy shit. Uh, Private Life, which was so, so good for me up until the very end. And that's what ruined it from being on my Giamatti. list. Love me some Giamatti. Catherine Hahn is great in that movie as well. Uh, Check that out on Netflix. Yes, seriously. Private Life. Uh, Three Identical Strangers was a great documentary. Yes. That we saw uh, that 
I think was very underrated because I haven't heard anybody talking about it. So that's definitely one. If you need a good doc, pull it up. You'll enjoy. But don't read about it before you see it. Just just f- seek it out and, and watch it. So Yep. And, and, and eighth grade for me. I know that was on your list, but it was on my uh, honorable mention list. All right. Uh, I'll do these quick. Yeah. Upgrade. A great little sci-fi, like, uh, I love me some, like, Verhoeven sci-fi. This kind of reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, imagine if Venom was good, sort of type of movie. <laughs> uh, Mandy with Nicolas Cage is on our list of a Nicolas Cage movie that you're going to have to see. Crazy out there. Great score. Yep. Hearts Beat Loud is a great little film that if you're if you've had a bad day, um, it's got Nick Offerman in it, Kersey Clemens. They're great. The soundtrack is great. It makes my heart happy. Sorry to Bother You, another great film um, that's out there that Chrissy's going to probably see soon. And then um, uh, another airplane movie that I love, Tag, which I told you about. Oh, yeah. was is uh, Definitely surprised me. I thought it was better than I'd heard about, and I, I thought it was fun. So Awesome. All those are great ones. But now you need to read us your top 10 list. You didn't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. We need to hear Justin's. Sorry. So number 10, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Nine, A Simple Favor. Eight, Annihilation. Seven, Game Night. Six, Eighth Grade. Five, Hereditary. Four, The Favorite. Three, Mission Impossible Fallout. Two, Avengers Infinity War. And one, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yay. Yay. Cool, guys. (laughs) We did well. So that was 2018 in film. Goodbye, 2018 in film. (sighs) Let's hope 2019 is a good year. Everyone out there, stay healthy and safe. Um, I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of good ones coming up in 2019. Yeah. If we would have had time, we're running a little long. I would have been like, just go through some of these and see if Chrissy will watch them with me in the theater. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a new Star Wars coming, guys, uh, in Ga- Avengers. Just what the world needs. It another too. Star Wars movie. Uh, the Irishman, so. new Tarantino. A lot of good stuff coming, guys. Right, there it's, you go. It's exciting. But Chrissy, where can you find us online? Well, if you're listening to us, you have found us. Good on you. Uh, however, if you're looking for our social media accounts, we are at Movie Geek Cast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, and you can download the podcast anywhere where you find great podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, to name a few. Um, and we're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Movie Geek Cast. Which I already said, but that's cool. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, dude. Justin's listening to me real hard tonight. Uh, I'm kidding. Jeez. I keyed. I'll just let you in this by yourself. Goodbye, guys. Oh, oh, well, okay. We're also a part of a network, and it's called Podfix. Podfix Network. it's the best. Lots of great podcasts on there. You can find it uh, at podfixnetwork.com. I was going to say Podfix or Podfix Network. I was screwed up. Dot com. Uh, next week is exciting. We're continuing our 80s fantasy movie draft tournament with the year 1985, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a great year in film. Has some of my favorite movies of all time. So it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. So stick mm-hmm. around for that. We will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Here's to a happy 2019. Mwah.
Network. You can check out more shows like it at Podfix.